0: Hello, hockey fans, and welcome to the podcast. This is the Vegas Hockey Podcast, and today we're going to be talking with the Seattle Sandbin Podcast, Paul Rogers, about Seattle expansion, the arena talks in Tukwila, and Seattle with Chris Hansen, how the Soto Project is coming along, and all things Seattle NHL expansion. With me today, as always, is Tom Cuttahy, my co-host, and we're going to get right to it. Hello, Paul. That is me. Good morning, sir. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing very good. Well, joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, on the Vegas Hockey Podcast is Paul Rogers. He's one of the co-hosts for Seattle Sinbin, and those guys were good enough to have me and Tom on last week. Uh, talk a little bit of draft, talk a little bit of uh, expansion after the after the announcement here in Las Vegas. Um, And so we want to bring him in, and there's been a couple developments up in the Seattle area this week as far as which group has pulled ahead in the arena race and who's going to be putting in a bid, who may who may not, what the latest is from the Seattle City Council on the Soto Arena. Paul, what have you heard this week that uh, may or may not be something that the rest of us know uh, just from the general public?
1: Well, um, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. Of course. And I enjoyed having you guys on our show last week, and it's good to be on your show this week. Um, That's our pleasure. So, after, when um, when Bettman made an announcement last week, um, it was, of course, very exciting for all of us, and I'm sure you guys were really pumped, because you guys already have a shovel in the ground and steel coming out of the ground, so you guys are in Gravy Land, and you guys are about as much of a slam dunk as you can get, and... When they made the announcement, we thought, well, this is great. Um, finally, 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 we've got something tangible that we can deal with NHL-wise. But, you know, who's going to step up? And, you know, we've had our arena agreement in Soto for a while now. Uh, but, of course, it is only set up for uh, an, uh, NBA first right now. That's the only way that it can be funded is if the NBA comes first. Right. And, you know, what's the status of that? How long is that going to take? Um, Ray Bartazek is uh, a a guy that has uh, been working on building an NHL arena in Tequila which is about 10 miles south of Seattle and you know we thought great this is great Uh, finally something tangible uh, to maybe get things done and but that August 10th deadline kind of made us nervous because um, while you guys have steel coming out of the ground uh, we don't we don't so um the situation is just this week, um, Ray Bartizek um, let it be known through the local papers that he does intend to file a bid for expansion before August 10th. It's not going to be in the first day or so, but he is going to apply. And so what that told us is he is really far—he's far enough along in the process to be a serious contender for this. And, you know, we knew he's in the middle of an arena review. Uh, an environmental review, and uh, the city of Tequila, um, they they don't have nearly as much red tape as Seattle does, sure. and since he's doing his arena with all private dollars, like you guys have down there, um, you know, he can get this through fairly rapidly, and um, they they recently did a public scoping process in Tequila, where they talked about... Uh, you know, they gave people a chance to comment and and recommend things to look at, and so they had they released a document this week defining the scope of the environmental study. Um, <clears throat> most people think that thing's going to be done uh, close to the end of the year, and so we think he should be shovel ready uh, sometime, probably between January and March. And you know, it was just good to hear that he was going to apply because I don't think he would apply if he didn't have the investors lined up. And that was one of the that was one of the doubts that was still remaining because we knew that he was working on the arena, we knew that he had financing for the arena because he's doing it all himself. But we didn't know if it was if he actually had financing for a team yet. And what this tells us is that he does.
0: Right, and what uh, from from the from the Soto perspective, and, and I, it's Chris Hansen, I believe, that's been the spearhead for that for yep. that project. This, this, if And I could be wrong, so correct me if I am, please. Uh, the Seattle City Council has said basically no to the NHL-first scenario, which would be in the memorandum of understanding there, and that they would, they would allow the site to go forward with an NHL-first scenario as long as it was basically 100% privately funded. They would not release any of the funds – out of the, the earmark to an NHL-first uh, scenario. And and my understanding is the last thing I heard from Mr. Hansen was that nobody has come forward to him to
1: offer that financial right. assistance. Is that true? Well, there's been some confusion about that. When we got the FEIS done, which is the final environmental study done for Soto uh, back in early May, um There's some conflicting reports coming out from the mayor and from one of the head city councilmen that, you know, they're basically saying the investment would have to go up for the NHL. Now, they didn't say how much it had to go up. Um, And one of the city city councilmen, Tim Burgess, who uh, was one of the key players in getting the original MOU, he did say that... The, the investment would have to go significantly up, uh, possibly as far as full, as high as, as fully private funded, but he didn't go quite so far as to lay that in stone. But the, the, the effect is the same. The, the hockey guys in Soto have to step to the plate and put more cash in. They have to give more cash to Chris Hansen to make his investment worthwhile, um, and they have to give more investment to the city council and the county council to make it worthwhile for them. And yeah, the last official word we had is that no one from the NHL side has made any offer to Chris Hansen to do this. So Soto is kind of stuck at the moment. Um, the guy that everyone uh acknowledges as Hansen's NHL guy his name is named Victor Coleman. Uh he has a business in, in in downtown Seattle, but he is from out of town and um when when Gary Bettman and, and Commission, Deputy Commissioner Daly came to visit Seattle um, a couple summers ago, or maybe it was even last summer. Um, they visited the mayor, uh, they visited the county executive, and they did so with Victor Coleman in attendance. So everyone hmm. thought he was the anointed guy, and we believe he was, but so far he hasn't done squat. You totally. know, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, uh, and we believe that... Uh, uh, Jeff Baker of the Seattle Times, uh, reported earlier this week that him and Hanson are talking, and we know that the mayor called Coleman last week, uh, to gauge interest, but we don't know what the status is, we don't know how far along they are, um, or anything else. So, at this moment, Tequila really is the only, currently the only, uh, arena possibly with an NHL option. Now, if, if Soto comes to the plate, and Victor Coleman steps up, uh, maybe something
0: can happen, and they
1: can get a bid in. But you know, so far we can't count on that. Now, in uh, addition,
0: let, let me let me get a follow up question in there real quick. There was a quote mm-hmm. from Mr. Hansen and I'm not sure I'm not sure if it was correct or not. But he, he it was almost feisty in a way that said it's. Uh, Mr. Hanson said, "It's not my job to go find them and talk to them about doing this. They know where I am. They know where to find me. If they want to be a part of this, they can come to me." And I think he was referring to Mr. Coleman, as if as if he's a little bit upset that they have yeah. not been able to get their talks farther along. Is that am I am I quoting that correctly? I don't I don't
1: remember that specific quote. I'm not disputing it. I just don't remember it. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you. That as soon as Tequila became public, um, it had been bubbling under the Tequila had been bubbling under the surface for about a year. That's how long that Barterzek has been working on this. And as soon as that became public, um, within a couple days, Victor Coleman uh, kind of went public with some frustration, and he was saying, you know, it doesn't seem like anything's going to get done here, so I'm looking at other locations. So he came out kind of swinging a hansom in public, and then he backtracked on it within a couple days uh, but yeah I, I think Chris Hansen was probably annoyed by that uh, I don't remember the specific what you're talking about but here's the thing with Hansen he um, he is a basketball guy right uh, I believe he's completely open to hockey but he's he's not passionate about hockey and uh, he's getting into this to, to bring the NBA to Seattle and um, from his perspective and I, I can understand this from his perspective, um, it isn't his job to bring the NHL guys to the table. You know, they they do need to step forward and show them something with some numbers. And so far, last we heard, they hadn't done that. Um, so I don't know uh, what's going to happen in Soto. Either Coleman or someone else has to step forward with money. Or, you know, I, I'm hesitant to even mention this, but, you know, uh, one thing that get, could get Soto built right now is an NBA team. And if the, the buck situation blows up next week, which it possibly could. There is a chance, yes. That could change things. That could change things. But, you know, right now we have to operate in, under the assumption that that's not going to happen. Right. Um, and, it, you know, so if that's not going to happen, then the NHL guys in Soto need to step up. Now, a third possibility is the city of Bellevue, which is east of Seattle.
0: Yeah, I was going to get to that. Money yeah.
1: Is. Yeah, it's where most of the rich money is. Um, the, the name Jack Sperling has been attached to an ownership group trying to get something done in Bellevue. Uh, Thomas Toll has also been attached to that in the papers. Um, both of them uh, are big money guys. Uh, Toll has Hollywood money behind him. He's the, the head of Legendary Pictures. So those two could get this done, and they're trying to do it in Bellevue, but there's more red tape in Bellevue, we don't know how far along they are and we don't know if they're going to be ready to apply in time for August 10th. My hope, this is my hope for Soto, okay? My hope is the guys that are with Jack Sperling, if he's really interested in this, um, will want hockey enough, and and I believe they do want hockey. They're, They're open to NHL first. My hope is they will approach Hanson and say, look, can we team up on something? And if that happens, I think Soto has a real shot. But, it it seems know, like that would be the, the
0: logical way to go, yeah, right? To
1: me it does too. Yeah, yeah. But you're dealing with billionaires, sure, and high egos. <laughs> uh, and anytime, anytime you got that, you know, you know, Anson's put a lot of work into this. And uh, how willing is he going to be to step aside to a degree? Uh, you know. So that that's what we don't know. But to me, um, the hope for Soto. Is the bill, you guys? Because I, I, to be honest, I've uh, uh, Coleman has done has done nothing to inspire confidence in me recently, uh, right? Because of the way he went public with his argument with Hanson, right? That was a bad move on his part. And you know, frankly, um, I think the NBA and the NHL would both prefer the Soto of location. It is right next to the intersection of two major interstates, uh, I five and I ninety. It's where the other two big arenas are in town, Safeco and CenturyLink, uh, right next to them. It's built for that area. And I think both leagues would prefer to be there. But um, Taquila I think, is a perfectly fine alternative for them. And I, I think uh, Bartizek has been working with them the entire time. I don't think anything with this expansion process has surprised him. I think he's been ready to go. And, and same with your guy, right? I mean your guy oh, yeah. has known that this is coming. So he's been in reality making an informal application all
0: along, and I Sure. When you uh you know, when you do a ticket drive and you sell over thirteen thousand five hundred season tickets and you have an arena being built and the number of things that go on behind the scenes that neither you or nor I are privileged to there's obviously Talks that have gone on, as you said, Commissioner Daly's visited Seattle and he's also visited our arena site. So there's conversations going on back and forth for sure. And like as you say, an informal application process has probably been going on for quite some time with the with the things definitely here in Las Vegas and probably with Mr. Bartizak and even Mr. Hanson and Mr. Coleman as well.
1: You know, I I think that's the case with Bartizak I you know I don't know. Uh, any inside information on that. I just know that he's going to apply. I just think he's been ready for this moment. He's, he's put himself in position. And, um, yeah, I, I just think it's... To me, uh, he's the only NHL guy in Seattle that's really right. come forward and stepped up to do anything. Uh, he tried to bring the Coyotes here. Uh, it's been reported that he had a purchase agreement if Glendale passed up that deal two years ago, and that he had moving vans lined up ready to move him to Seattle the next day. And now he's the only NHL guy that's stepped up to do anything for expansion, in public at least.
0: So So as far as as the city and and the people in Seattle, which site would the hockey fans, if you will, prefer? Or is it to the point now where it's just – we want hockey if you put it in Tuckwill, if you put it in Bellevue, if you put it in Soto. Let's just get it done, and we're going to see some hockey. Is that where the people of Seattle are right now?
1: We, well, for the hockey fans in Seattle, um, the answer is we want hockey.
0: Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs>
1: the, the answer is we want hockey. And right now, Bellevue, uh, Tuckwill is the only uh, hockey-first scenario on the table. Um, if you're talking about most sports fans in Seattle – uh, most of them would prefer Soto by far, uh, but uh, you know, I, I think you put a gun to their head, they're going to say, "All right, let's do it in Tequila if we need to." Um, but hockey fans, at this point, we just want hockey, and um, they're you know, we know the feeling. A, yeah, there's a bit of an attitude. Uh, see, I'm, I kind of straddle the, I kind of straddle two worlds here. I'm a, I'm a basketball guy and a hockey guy. Um, I got into this issue because I was following the arena situation and because basketball and hockey were tied together. And then I fell in love with hockey during the, the Stanley Cup finals where the Kings won it uh, last year. Sure. And so I've fallen in love with hockey over the last year, but I'm still a basketball guy also. But the, for the NHL guys, the hockey fans in Seattle, um, I think there's a, a feeling that maybe uh, we're waiting on the NBA and we don't know when something might happen with the NBA, and we're tired of waiting. And here comes Ray Bartoszak saying, hey, you don't have to wait for the NBA with my plan. So for us, for hockey fans, we're just saying, all right, let's do this. Um, And I think most hockey fans would say, let's get Serto as far along as we can. Let's get Taquila as far along as we can. Let's even get Bellevue in the race, and let's get as many options pushing forward as we possibly can uh, and whoever gets across the finish line wins, and we're going to be okay with that.
0: Competition is, is, is never there, bad for business. Go ahead, Tom.
1: Yeah, no, is there a slight concern, though, you know, like the Florida Panthers,
2: they have to play some Sunrise, and obviously, you know, we know it doesn't draw well, and obviously, you know, the Glendale situation, you know, it's
1: outside the city. Is that a concern at all, or like you said, he just want it's it, it doesn't matter? It's, it's a concern. Uh, another concern for Tequila is traffic. the The traffic situation is, I, I mean, you're next to I five, but you don't. You're not next to I ninety, and there's a concern about congestion in that area. Um, but regarding the idea that it's just a suburb, yeah, there, there's concern um, about it being a suburb and not in downtown Seattle. But I don't know anything about the Florida situation. I haven't really followed them. Uh, my understanding, and you guys live closer down to the ninety, but. Uh, Glendale is, what, 30 miles from Vegas? Something like that?
0: No, no. From Phoenix? Phoenix. Yeah, they're nowhere near. They're they're just a suburb from Phoenix, yeah.
1: Yeah, but they're like 30 miles from Phoenix?
0: Yeah, that's correct. correct. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Tequila is 10 or 11 miles from Seattle. So, uh oh Um, So it's a different situation than Glendale because it's closer. Um, You know, that doesn't make it ideal, but... Um, it, it's closer, and it's also not run by morons. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Rogers coming strong.
1: <laughs> well, Glendale, let's face it, they're run by morons.
0: Yeah, I, I, have, they, to I, I, th- I have to agree. I have to agree
1: they I thought they made a mistake approving a deal where they actually pay out rent to the team to keep them there. I thought that was one mistake, and I thought they made another mistake by trying to get out of it with that lame excuse that they came up with. Yeah, uh, I think they're going to lose in court.
0: Um, I agree, and I think yeah, they're going to uh, be paying damages too.
1: I do too. And did you? I don't know if you watched the watched the meeting on live stream like like idiots like I do. I did, but I watched the entire meeting online where they broke that lease or tried to. And did you? The hockey fans in that town are just embarrassed. Yeah, to live there.
0: Yeah, my. Uh, I
1: feel sorry for them
0: i i didn't watch it on the live stream but i did follow it on twitter the uh obviously the star of the show was the uh the one coyote fan who was wagging her finger at at the city councilman and really uh you could you could see the passion in her uh as just being and and let's face it hockey fans are a different breed when you when you're a hockey fan you're behind your team uh a hundred percent there's it, yeah. it's hockey fans are just a different breed and if if you're looking at attendance figures you say whatever you want to say about the situation but if hockey fans are hockey fans whether they're in Arizona, Las Vegas, Toronto or Montreal uh Toronto and Montreal yeah. obviously they have the inbred love of the game from the roots of of the game in the beginnings but once someone signs on to be a hockey fan it's uh it's passionate it all across the board, so the yeah the yeah. Glendale situation. Did you
1: see the footage where that oh yeah, yeah. Did you oh see yeah, the footage where that where that lady got to tase him. Oh yeah, she
0: got tased. <laughs> she got to tase the mayor there in Glendale. It was a prearranged was event. I loved it. I loved it. Good for her. Good for <laughs> her. Um yeah. we think we. Uh, it's tough. There was a report out that that Phoenix, the city proper, has invited. Uh, Mr. LeBlanc and the Coyotes to join into they're trying to work out a new arena for the Phoenix Suns to play in. And if the Glendale thing doesn't work out now, the the city of Phoenix has said, well, you know what, Coyotes, we're working on uh, new arena talks here. Jump on in with us um, and we'll work something out there, too. So I don't see, you know, everyone's everyone in the the Twitter sphere and and everywhere else is trying to have the Coyotes moved. And there was actually a report yeah. a couple of days ago in the New York Post that uh, they were going to be bought by Mr. Foley here and moved to Las Vegas. Um, we we uh-huh. don't see we don't see that happening. We, they're they're going to be in in Arizona for a long time. Um, yeah, and,
1: yeah. I saw that report and uh, that actually came out while Otto and I were on the air during our last podcast, and we we're kind of freaking out about it. Um, and. Uh, you know, I, I think the scenario you talk about, where is is the one where they team up with the with the Phoenix Suns. To me, that makes the most sense. Um, don't get me wrong. If they did relocate to Seattle and taking them, uh, no, okay. but I yeah, I mean, you know, as fans, we take what we can get. There's we have no choice in the matter, and we would support it. But to me, what makes the most sense for them is to move to Phoenix. Um, I'm not going to completely discount the New York Post report. Uh, they did. I think they were the first ones to report that Foley was the ownership group in Vegas last year. Sometime
0: that's so correct. I'm
1: not going to completely dismiss it, but uh, I, I think if it is true, it's more of a backup option in case things really blow up in Arizona, um, which I don't think is going to happen. I think that, I think Glendale going to lose that case, and I think um, I think they will leave Glendale because how can that relationship survive?
0: Right, long term phoenix would make the most sense yeah um the, the the there's a couple pros and cons uh whether you want to talk about the vali- the validity of that report or not uh the the pro side would be a las vegas gets a team uh for next season even that fast mm-hmm. um B. Mister Foley saves anywhere between 250 and 300 million dollars because the franchise fee is well reported to be about 500, and the net worth of the Coyotes is set around 280. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you could take another 30 million dollars off if you have to absorb debt, moving costs, lawyer fees, uh, whatever um Real so and- sure miss mr foley and of course you're gonna have to be paying new lease to the mgm grand arena until the the new las vegas arena is complete so you know you you work all that in and if you could get the coyotes for 250 million dollars and and save 250 million dollars that may be an attractive option but I, i've spoken with mr foley about it and he, he i don't think that bothers him at all i think he wants a uh, a brand new franchise that he can brand here in Las Vegas as the first major league franchise yeah. in the city of Las Vegas, and he wants to grow that franchise with the fan base and the community here into a uh, viable, successful, uh, contending, successful franchise. Um, the yeah. the the thing for for Phoenix and and just on a personal level, I watched the Rams leave Los Angeles, having you know we talked about last last time we spoke about where my roots are. Um, I don't want to see, and I was born in Phoenix, so I don't want to see another city I grew up in lose another team. Then that's just on a personal level. It's never a good look uh, to just fold up. and no, it's not. And and the but the now go back to the other the validity of the report. The exact same rebuttal from the league office yeah. and Mister Bettman was issued in May 2011 when Atlanta was moving to Winnipeg. Um, I pulled up some oh, of the no. old some of the old blog reports and the the exact same phrasing the uh, uh, I don't know where these reports come from they must be made up because there's no truth to it. Yeah. If you take the headlines and the yeah. dates off of it you wouldn't be able to see which one was applying to Atlanta and which one was applying to the Phoenix Coyotes. So in a way I've it's the old I've heard it all before show me don't tell me.
1: Um yeah. it's, it's tough. And How many times has Batman up until last week, how many times has that said we're not considering expansion?
0: Uh, every report no. that's every report that's come out, even after he yeah. allowed Mister Foley to start his ticket drive, he said that yeah. this does not <laughs> this does not mean there will be an expansion. We're just allowing him to test the market.
1: Yeah, yeah go ahead and take season ticket deposits. Uh, get as many as you can, but you know you're not getting that doesn't mean you're getting anything. I don't or anybody
0: else's <laughs> um,
1: yeah and, and i I don't believe all along you know if 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 people think that he wasn't actively courting expansion, they're crazy. I mean they were they were doing more than just listening to ex- expressions of interest
0: absolutely uh, him and
1: Daly came to Seattle last summer. you don't and it was out of their way. you don't do that if you're just listening to a, to interest you you know they're too busy of a guy to do that so. Um, yeah, but I, I agree. I think um, I'm not. I'm not going to completely dismiss that report because I think it could be backup option. But certainly, I do think that the league is trying to keep them in Arizona.
0: The other thing with uh, whether they were courting expansion or not, well, well before uh, Mr. Foley and the Maloof brothers too uh, came forward as a viable ownership, or even the fact that they were courting the NHL. Our arena broke ground in May of last year, and guess who was there? Mr. Gary Bettman, the executives from AEG, (laughs) Luke Robitaille was there. Sort of had a little bit of a hockey tie-in right from the start. Um, Even even though it wasn't ever formally admitted to and actually denied, he was sure there at the groundbreaking of our arena, which was never going to hold hockey, according to him, so... Um, Tom, you got anything yeah, else for Paul?
2: No. Oh no, I was just kind of wondering. Um, I don't, don't want to switch topics, though, so I don't. I don't know. I don't, I'm not afraid to ask.
0: Go ahead and jump it in. I'll, Why not?
2: I'll go ahead and ask. Oh no, I was just wondering. You know, what do you thought about uh, your boy Barzell? And um, you know, I'm picking sixteenth. And uh, I, I meant to ask you last time too.
1: Is do you get to see? Do you get to see him live a lot? Do you go? Do you go to the game? Well. Here's the thing. I live on the east side of the mountains, and so I get to go to some Tri-City Thunder, or Tri-City Americans games. I went to about five games last year, and, uh, again, I've only been a hockey fan for about a year, so I'm not the best person to ask about those guys. I I mean, Otto knows those guys very well. Right, right. In fact, his brother, uh, is a host family for the Thunderbirds.
2: Right.
1: So, if, if Otto was here, he could give you all the, all the intel you ever needed. I can tell you that it was a surprise that Barzell, what do you go,
2: 15th? 16th, uh, I, I believe, I yeah.
1: Expect, yeah, people expect him to be top 10, but it sounds like he went through a good situation, so I think people are happy for him. Um, but yeah, I, I've i actually never attended a Thunderbirds game in my life. Hmm. Um, I've been to, to American games, but never a Thunderbirds game. I'd like to go this year.
0: The yeah, uh, sure, yeah. The situation he did yeah. go into, the New York Islanders traded into the first round in order to get that spot and pick him. So he's definitely he definitely slipped down even farther than what we had thought he might go. We talked about maybe we talked with Otto, maybe San Jose at nine or Florida at eleven. And he, he ended up going after the three Boston Bruins picks. Oh uh, yeah, to the New York Islanders. Yeah. And they they traded into that spot to select him. They we were talking with Chris Lita just on the earlier portion of the podcast. If Boston had taken Bartzall with one of their three picks, they would not have done that trade. So there, he he's going to a system and a and a franchise that really wanted him. So I I think that's a really good situation for him.
1: Yeah, and um, I I think Otto was telling me uh, during our podcast that we did together uh, that a year ago uh, he would have been one of the top five or something like that. Um, and then of course uh, David and Eichel became the the poster children for this trap. Uh But yeah. It, from what I understand everyone's really excited about what he's going to do in the NHL. Uh he's supposed to be really fast, uh, really good player. Yep, yep.
0: Well with that we're going to go. We've uh we're looking at about an hour and 45 minutes on this episode of the podcast. Uh it's uh like I say like I say with Tom uh we we can and you will usually uh go just about anywhere and I think we have done that today. So uh, Paul, why don't yeah. you tell the people where they can catch up with you guys on Twitter or uh, any of your websites you want to bring up?
1: Okay, so um, our website is scattlesinbin.com And when you get there, it's going to look remarkably like SonicsRising.com because that's our basketball blog and we're gracious enough to host our hockey content. And we have our own section, we have our own page, so that's cool. Um, we, my Twitter account is at rogers. At R. Paul Rogers, um, the the Twitter account for the show is at Seattle Sendin. Uh We also have a Facebook page called Seattle Sindan, and Otto's Twitter, I believe, is at Smash Mode.
0: Right, right, yeah. I believe that. That's it. I'm glad you brought the basketball up because I did want to ask one more question. With uh, okay. M- Mr. Bartazak down in Tuckwilla, apparently leading the race now. Um, would there ever be a scenario that you'd have an NHL team playing in Tukwila and an NBA team playing at a newly configured Sodo arena plan?
1: Um, six months ago, I would have had you hauled off to the loony bin for suggesting that. Hey. Uh, <laughs> but, so, but but now I'm not so sure because um, uh, I, I think Bartizek is in the lead for the NHL. Um, I think Hansen is in the lead for the NBA. And my assumption all this time has, had been that whoever gets the first team builds the arena, and the other parties go hat, hat in hand to the other guy. Um, now, uh, Fred Brown, which is one of the all-time great supersonics from the 70s, sure. and he's on the championship team, is involved with the Bartosz group. So they are gunning for the NBA. Okay? Um, but we've heard rumblings that Chris Hansen might actually be willing to reconfigure his arena uh, to NBA only, if someone else builds an NHL, an NHL arena. So, um, we we believe that Hansen is actually willing to do that, if it comes to that. Wow. Um, the complication, the complication being, so let's say Bartizet gets the NHL, and uh, Hansen still wants to go full bore for the NBA. Maybe he he reduces some costs by reconfiguring it for NBA only. You know, smaller footprint and whatnot. And um, so Hanson's willing to do it. Um, The question will be, will the city council be willing to do it? Um, Because you have a fully privately funded arena 10 miles south, um, and the Seattle process politically is one of red tape and tracking their feet and passive aggression. So the question, you know, I believe that Hanson's willing to do it and to build a second arena if it comes to that. Um the key will be um how far along the process are we will if will Hanson already have the master use permit in which case he'll have like a 2 or 3 year window to do what he wants and the council won't be able to stop him if it happens before that um there might you know some city council members might balk at it and say no uh the NBA can just go to court I don't know what the city council's going to do uh, I do believe that Hansen is willing to do it to build a second arena, and I do believe that Ray Bartazek is willing to run his own arena with just the NHL Wow um, can both of those arenas arenas make money in that scenario? honestly, I don't think so
0: that's the question because that would
1: be yeah, that would be the that would be the investor's problem, not mine right you know? right
0: um, well, they see then yeah, they're it, they're both competing for. Uh, the you know not besides the host teams they're competing for the concerts that come through Concert. and any yeah. any basically any of the events that the key arena would host now uh, that both yeah. of those would be both of the new arenas would be in competition for all those events.
1: Yes, and my sense is that Hanson feels very confident that he can get more more concerts and stuff and things like that in Soto, and that may very well be true. Um, the question is going to be. Um, is the council going to stand in his way when if he tries to do that without the NHL?
0: Well, next week arena next, been. like you said, next week uh, the Milwaukee situation may just add clarity to the Seattle situation in a roundabout way. So if if there is news, uh, yeah. we'd love to have you back on to talk about it. If your arena developments warrant yeah, uh, another conversation, I'll
1: just, I'll just touch it brief. I'll just touch on that briefly. Sure. Um, the I mean, we, we do follow that from afar, of course. We follow all situations like this. Um, their joint finance committee is supposed to address this, their arena on Monday. Um, I believe their state assembly um, is due to vote on it on Tuesday, and the Senate is due to vote it on, on it on Tuesday. Ugh. I think everyone feels confident that the uh, assembly is going to pass it. It's going to come down to what happens in the Senate, and I think it could pass or fail by one vote. Wow, that close. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Man.
0: The more I listen to all this stuff, Tom, the more happy I am that uh, Mr. Foley and the MGM and AEG step forward. And uh, anything to do with city council, senate, state assembly, they can stay focused on educational issues. They can stay focused on, on funding police departments, the stuff that city governments should be involved in. And, and just yeah. let uh, I, I feel s- so fortunate that well, they chose Las anything. Vegas. We, so
2: we're Go ahead, Tom. Shorty, yeah. there. Uh, you might want to a FIFA soccer this thing and stuff an envelope and we can turn the turn here. Right? <laughs> is is is, is I'm
0: what's sure his name?
1: Just breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: we don't know. We don't know what that is, but uh, maybe a little little handoff. Yeah. A little handoff. Uh, take yeah. take it from little, FIFA. They got all their Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, on that note, Paul, we're going to let you go. Enjoy the beautiful uh, Fourth of July weekend. We wish you and yours a very happy and safe Fourth of July. And as we go forward through the summer, I know you guys did your uh, season finale show, but we're definitely going to be keeping an keeping an eye on the developments in Seattle. And if anything happens, yeah, we would like and to We re- may do special episodes. Yeah, we'd like to reach out yeah, to you again, you too. We'd be looking forward to hearing you again. But uh, thank you for coming on the show, right. sir. We appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me, guys. See you later.
0: Uh, all right. Have a great weekend, sir. Well, there we go again, Tom, with with another uh, fantastic guest for the podcast.
2: Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, He's on point right there. Wow. He's, he knows the ins and outs. And, yeah. Uh so, so many different options,
0: which seems a more cloudy, the situation, I guess. Right, Mark? Well, it's. Uh, I'm gonna get a little round of applause here for us, sir. There we go. Um, yeah, he's uh he's right up right up my alley when we're talking about details of of uh, like I said before. I I read that that legal briefing, the Coyotes. Ooh, that was laborious to use one of our terms there, but uh, no, Mr. Rogers is all over the Seattle Arena situation, and and like he was saying, the the guys in in uh, Milwaukee it may add a little bit more clarity to their situation here next week.
2: Um, yeah, it's amazing. I, I, I meant to ask him too: was what was uh well, eventually, if all this stuff pans out, or one of the four options, or what have you, what happens at Key Arena? They uh, implode that or? I I,
0: and I don't know the answer to that. We'll have to. uh, I I meant to
2: ask him and see. You know, seemed like it was a wrap. So
0: yeah, we're we're at an hour and fifty one minutes. Yeah, Uh, we both. I I gotta get. uh, I gotta get across town. Actually, I got something. I gotta take my daughter to go do here for the Fourth of July weekend. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up, Tom. You got any final thoughts on anything we talked about? Two great guests today. Oh
2: no! Yeah, no awesome guests. Yeah, no, I think, I think we should just keep this rolling with uh, Chris and uh, the Seattle guys. and uh, Yeah, no, cause Otto, was, Otto was on paid vacation,
0: man. Again? Am I going to vacation or what? Again, yeah, uh, I'll take care of you. All right. I'll t- but yeah, yeah, but uh, uh, I'll, give, give you, I'll give you a paid vacation, but I'm not going to pay you, and you have to keep working. Other than that, (laughs) other than that, other than that, it's going to be a great summer. Um, Well, well, sir, I wish you and yours a very happy uh, Fourth of July weekend and everybody out there listening. uh, Be safe out there. No drinking and driving. No drinking and fireworking. Uh, Consume appropriately and make plans for alternate driving. Uh, We don't want to have any accidents on the roads out there for what should be a joyous festivity.
2: Well
0: said, sir. Yep. Watch those checkpoints. Sober uh, yeah. up, sir. Sober just up. just just keep it sober. Keep it sober. Keep it straight. They got Uber now. You got all kinds of ways do to they? get it. Yeah. They, understand? They, they uh they did pass special legislation where they would not oh. be they would not be subject to the taxicab authority. And wow. uh, last I mean as far as I understand uh, Uber is a real deal here now in Las Vegas. I I thought the state assembly voted on it and said no, go for it. Uh, wow. which back uh what in Paris or in France they were rioting over oh. the the Uber situation there this week. <laughs> My uh, word. Yeah, it's out of, out of control. And to all, all our Canadian hockey fans, let me wish you all a belated Canada Day. Um we know Absolutely. you guys you guys enjoy that the same way we enjoy our 4th of July. So uh, everybody be safe, everybody be good, and uh, we'll be talking to you next week. We're gone!